Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon Gredler, and you are now listening to Cocktails and Questions, episode 2-0. That is 20, which is the amount of South by Southwest that I have been to, which just packed up and got out of town. We talked a little bit about that. We also talked about credit score in China. Talked about the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica deal as well. It was a fun one. They all are, but it was particularly fun because we were back in the room together after quite a while. Talked about uh, Craig Mack, the passing of him, R.I.P., Long live him. We'll put the little link in the show notes to uh, the track that everybody seems to know with flavor in your ear. But tune in and drink up, man. Um, but before you do that, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, do all the things that we ask you to do because we're having a lot of fun. We hope you are too. You guys are telling us you are. Um, so we hope you're not lying. Don't forget to sweep the leg. Now, tune in, drink up. This is Cocktails in Question. Episode 20. Cocktails and questions. We're back. A lot has happened. Uh, I feel like we haven't been in this room in a while, man. Um, Too long. Things we were just listening to. Uh, R.I.P. Craig Mack, flavor in your ear, just getting ready for the show. He's passed away. Um, what else has passed away? 2018 South by Southwest, man. Uh, I think we'd be just a little bit out of line if we didn't talk about it for a second. I was there, Ben. I was there. James? I did not go. I got a free pass. I was actually an innovation advisory board member this year. Ooh. So I participated in my own way. How'd that I'm going to name drop, right? The little humble yeah. brag. How'd that go? Um, it was good. It's good. It's um, it's a great way to get in touch with new business models. Like they send you a lot, a lot of ideas and you give your feedback. And then if you do that enough, they send you a free badge. Okay. And you get to put it on LinkedIn. Nice. Dang. That's so, worth the price of admission, I imagine. Mr. Ben? Yeah, I thought, it was, I, I thought it was great. And by great, I mean, I didn't go to actually any of the official <laughs> sessions. But I met a lot of great people, yep. and I uh, spent a lot of time down there, saw some cool stuff. I think it's just it's a great place for everybody to come to Austin. It's our home base. We don't have to travel, and you can kind of pretend like you're a kid for a little while. My wife doesn't care that I'm gone for like four days straight. She knows it's coming. It's just it's a fantastic time. Elon I mean, Musk was there, right? He, he was. was. I thought it'd be great to have like a, a filter that just puts him in the background, and you'd be like throwing the thumb, like, "Hey, yeah." He actually, well, he actually asked us to be on the podcast. I told him to get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, yeah. you had to earn your way in. That's <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Not interested in. He it. said, "I heard your, I heard your discussion on autonomous vehicles." And I'm like, <laughs> did I'm you like, see? I did like, you mm. side segue? Did you see that that pay package that just got approved for him? Ten years, fifty billion dollars. Fifty-two billion if he hits those numbers. Yeah. You know what though? I mean, what's the difference between fifth, like fifteen billion and fifty-two billion? I mean, this is <laughs> this is also the guy that we're letting just freely dig under the city of Los Angeles in sell so, flamethrowers <laughs> in self right? online. The, the rules of the physical universe that we occupy do not apply to him. So <laughs> yes. why would they start now? It's fine. It's right. totally fine. Um, so yeah, South by came and went. Uh, one of the things. Uh, this was my twentieth South by to attend in some form of capacity. Man, um, yeah, I'm old. What? Yeah. Has it even been around that long? Yeah, no, it hasn't. Been, yeah. Brandon was actually has. there I think he's before. gone a couple of times each <laughs> yeah. year, and he's he just, just kind of like, <laughs> for five years in a row, he's gone four times. My liver feels like it's been 20 years. It's only been three. Um, one of the things that I thought uh, that I picked up on was that it was slower. It was emptier. Um, there's more space to move around, and I don't know if it's the classic festival thing where the crescendo of people complaining how crowded it is, and then they limit tickets or they make them more expensive. I don't know what it was, but... Seem to be slower pace, less big things going on, more less of these spectacles, mm -hmm. and it was super spread out. Everything from the Westworld thing that was 
out in Mainer, for God's sake, like total immersion and things like that, um, to like a lack of total corner takeovers like they used to do in past years. But all in all, man, it was an awesome event for me. I got exactly out of it what, what I like to go, which is interesting conversations um, in, in inspiration with people that I've never met your point in my home backyard right Mm -hmm. like i didn't need to travel i didn't need to do any of that shit so that was great man um and another thing popped up in the news speaking of autonomous vehicles uh oh yeah you want to give us a little oh yes uh the automated uber car hit a pedestrian and i think it's something that fatally 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 thank you um and and i think that's that's news, but I think it typified something everybody's been talking about for a while, which is like, you know, autonomous cars, are they going to have to make the decision? And it turns out it's actually something much more mundane, which was late at night driving around. There was a person in there. A lot of people have debated whether or not that even mattered or not. But um, I think we're, we're starting to see those things we've speculated, excuse me, speculated upon. It is cocktails and questions. Mm, I'm getting a little early. early in the podcast. Um, unfold. Um, <laughs> and uh, I didn't watch the video. Did you guys watch the video? Yeah, it was pretty. It's it's pretty bad. It's a tragic thing all around. Anytime somebody is killed in any sort of just in general, full stop. But in any auto accident, and what was interesting is I've written a lot about this on LinkedIn, and immediately like people replying back to me like, "Oh, well, you think autonomous cars are so great? Well, what about this? Like, you're an idiot for thinking about that." And I'm like, "Well, you know, it is. It's a terrible thing. Like, it, and if you look at the video, it's 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 not great. I don't recommend you looking at it. But there was a couple of things that are that were." apparent one there was actually a safety driver a person in there who was was supposed to be there's a person who was not doing anything safe i think she was texting on her phone and uh never saw it coming but in the middle of the night this person was crossing the road in the middle of the road doesn't seem like it was a crosswalk and you know my response is i don't actually think that a human driver could have done anything differently and it's uh it, it, it it's, I think it's the wrong conversation. Like 14 pedestrians are killed a day. Mm-hmm. And this is really the only one that we hear about. It's a terrible thing no matter when it happens. But um, I think, you know, the, the conversation is, is something that we were going to have to have at some point. Yep. And this happened and it's unfortunate that we did. Um, but I'm still, I still think autonomous cars, I, I think this is going to be, uh, you know, a point in time where Uber takes them off the road for a little while and then they'll come back and eventually they will save exponentially more lives than what we have today, which is not a great solution. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's well said and more delicately put than I could. Um, but the situation, uh, human or not, robot or not, the whole thing's terrible, and I, I don't foresee a different outcome, unfortunately. Um, but like you said, don't watch the video for sure. Um, but when we were talking about autonomous vehicles and even in the hallways prior to the, a few episodes ago, um, one of the things that I, got me going was this idea of ethics as a service, right? And so one of the things that people want to do is who's to blame? Is it the car manufacturer? Is it Uber? Is it the programmer? Is it who's actually, is it the person crossing the road? And what is what are you supposed to do? And then it got into this debate about ethics as a service. Um, this idea is essentially like this third-party clearinghouse that's built up of technologists and philosophers that can actually help cars navigate in much more complex scenarios than somebody crossing the road at night. But um, and one of the things we talked about is inflection points of autonomous vehicles. This was one of the ones that we cited that could um, either be an inflection point down or mm-hmm. could be an inflection point down. Not either be, but could be an inflection point down. I didn't suspect it would happen this quickly. 
I thought we were a little bit off that, especially with a human driver. Yeah. Um, but well, I think there's like the idea situation. of autonomous vehicles, which everybody's been speculating on and everybody's been casting forward, right? They're like, oh, you know, we have to teach it. Is it going to hit a person or a dog or something else? like in those philosophical A stroller with a baby. Or yeah, a but in the, the reality is like, this is what we're actually seeing. It just it just ran over someone. Yeah. And that shows the fragility of the, the, the reality machines. Yeah, it didn't make a single decision. It didn't have to make right? a decision. It just, it just rolled the, the right The LiDAR through. failed essentially and didn't yep. ever see that there was a person there. Which was the same issue with the Tesla autonomous wreck, right? That guy was yeah. going down and the algorithm didn't pick up a certain aspect of its view and just plowed right into a truck. Yeah. That's, you, that's machine Are you talking age. about the guy that was watching Harry Potter? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was warned seven times to get it, keep his hands on the wheel? Yes. Okay. Well. There was actually, uh, <laughs> that, that was interesting. I, I, I got I to go find that article, but a couple of weeks ago, there's a guy that got pulled over. He was absolutely blitzed, just completely blitzed. I think it was ex- right after our autonomous vehicle episode. Yeah. You were like, <laughs> told you. The guy, <laughs> he told the cop I wasn't driving. I, I wasn't drunk driving because I wasn't driving. It was my vehicle that was driving, right? We're entering that age. That's where the rubber meets First the road. First class ticket to jail. Exactly. Right, yeah. Yeah. You might yes. not have been driving. Somebody's going to jail. <laughs> That's right. Um, but other than that, there's been some other stuff in the news. Um it's a little bit about this pending Black Mirror episodes that we keep going back to. You know, I think we had a net, or I don't think we did. I know we did. You kill that fan real quick as well. Thank you. The uh, was the the treatment of the dogs and the robots, and that mm-hmm. was one. And there's a, there's another episode. Uh, I believe it's season three, episode one. It's called Nosedive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure on the on the serial numbers, but just check out Nosedive. Um, and it's about social credits and it's about taking sort of this offline, uh, I shared an image with you, somebody that was like chopping up and cutting social media likes and snorting them through a straw, right? So that idea of our addiction to that and bringing it online real world, real time called nosedive. Um, and this week, one of the headlines that we saw, very similar thing rolled out in China. Uh-huh. Real time. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you want to catch us up with that? So it's actually, uh, I, I first encountered this uh, in December. Wired ran an article on the great social experiment that is this new emerging data-driven credit score, right? Uh, so China, which has been rapidly emerging over the last 10 to 15 years, uh, actually is trying to sort of leapfrog a lot of its challenges, most notably, which is po- population Right, they've over a billion people, and they're trying to modernize, and that's hard to do. And one of the things they've been struggling with is a social security-like thing, right? Like, how do we go and create a system of accountability that's not only in terms of like tracking people, but also ad- administering benefits? You know, like just knowing where people are and how to account for them. When you got 1.4, 1.5 billion people, right, and you got to do it in a hurry, what do you do? Well, if you think about how social, excuse me, social security rolled out for us, that was a long time ago, and there weren't a lot of people, and we had a lot of time to do it. Now they're trying to do it over there really quickly. So they actually leaned in very, I think, smartly, the fact that almost everything is cashless in China now. And it was a very, very rapid transformation, and the article touches on that. The um, author actually uh, is from China, and he said, I had been gone for about three years. I came back. Nobody uses cash. Everyone uses Alipay now. And as a result, the data that's flowing through those Alipay uh, payments is now forming the basis for a new social credit score that's starting to affect what people are eligible for. And on top of it is starting to create data interpretation extensions as to like, well, not only what are you buying, but what are you saying or what are you doing? And that's starting to affect what people can do. There was a really interesting article that just came out about now certain people in China are getting denied access to trains or planes, 
based on that social credit score. And they may or may not know why that's happening. And that is exactly what happened in that episode of Black Mirror, which is really the worst thing that can happen. And it's a Black Mirror episode, you know, turning that's out to be real. That's like, yeah, that's what we worry about. the worst case scenario and it comes true. I, I think you, you hit it on the head. They've done this for what seems like good and done it in a way that any technologist would say, why would you go through an antiquated system? It's like in sub-Saharan Africa, just skipping the landline. You just go right to the mobile phone. Why would you do that? So you create a social security number based off of the thing that people use the most and cashless society and Alipay is omnipresent. So why not do that? And at, you know, the ability to deliver benefits, the ability to, um, you know, Alipay does some really interesting things. We just wrote an article about it talking about how it is really the bank for China, but it doesn't operate like a bank because its main goal is to make money easy to move between and and use as currency to really transact commerce. And the challenge, though, is you give all of these benefits to these people and you don't tell them that, Oh, by the way, we're also going to layer on things like, what did you share on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Like, so now, I mean, there's reports that if you share things that are uh, that the government does not approve of, that could actually put you in a certain class where you're not allowed to travel. You're not allowed to do specific things. If your credit or you've not paid up on certain fines, you might not be eligible for some real certain things. Carrot it's, in the stick shit, right? Like, is, I mean, that's like, is. hey, by the way, is it all that? I, I, I like there was that great line in Kill Bills, like fucking with people's money seems to be all you understand, yeah. right? And that's really the living embodiment of yeah. it, right? I, I just, is it is it all that new? So when when you think about um, credit lines in particular is, is what I'm referring to, right? Like there's no social, it's very like cold, like data driven. They don't, there's no emotion to it, which is, hey man, you got to get to an answer somehow, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, look, we looked over all this shit and you have bad credit and you can't get a car, right? Like what's the, what's the difference? Is there one, right? Other than- Well, I think the, the, the difference is the criteria, right? And on top of it, so if you think back, so the Fair Isaac number, right? FICO. Yep. That was two dudes in 1956, William yep. Fair and Earl Isaac. And that's some nerdy shit that I know that. That is but, super uh, nerdy but shit. They, like, they were just, Zero surprise that you know nerdy <laughs> shit, by the way. <laughs> but the, the, I mean, like, it was almost like a little bit of a thought experiment. With, they, they were in yep. this time of emergence, which China's in right yep. now. And we were just, you know, coming off the Korean War and everybody's feeling like a little bit of, you know, glow and there's a bright world ahead of us. And like, how do we use our smarts to maybe make things more efficient and, you know, more structured? That is certainly not the case with with Alipay. Like, if you look at the actions of the Chinese government, I'm not not dead to center. I really don't even have much of an opinion on it other than I know what I see. And the fact that they're trying to, like, crack down and eliminate VPNs. Over there, I mean, it's a it's a fairly totalitarian yeah, but I mean, state. To to go back to like the social part of it, like you can you can fucking manipulate that whole thing, right? Like that, there's a belief that like your your things online are greater than who you are in person, right? So you can post online all day long. I actually know some of these people. They'll post things for the matter of likes and for social acceptance, and deep down they disagree with what they're posting publicly, yeah. right? So the image of they're the creating self. creating just a, a fake It is who I am. Like, like, like who, who you think you are versus who I am is like two totally different things, and that's mm-hmm. fine because I'm doing it for social gain or social acceptance or job performance ratings or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I think it's really terrifying. Like that might have sounded like I was approving of it. It is terrifying, though, that in real time, near real time, things can be con- like 
constructed about you to to limit your travel, to limit all of the options that you have that are well beyond your intentions and shit like that. And I think the difference is, imagine if instead of a Facebook login on Facebook, there was a social security number login. And what's the difference? Well, I actually think there is a difference because if that became the only way that you pay for everything, Facebook has access to a lot of data but they don't have access to all the data and they're going to get there. Don't, don't worry. This is just a small little hiccup that we'll talk about this week. But the, the, the fact that there is one data platform that now could track you across all of those and there, and allows you to start to aggregate at scale things that you do financially, but things that you also do socially, that part's really creepy. But what I meant, let me, let me touch on that. Let's reverse that out. So Capital One mm-hmm. has that credit tracker, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not uncommon. A lot of people have that. That's the one that I use. And it's it's actually oddly addictive. When I first heard about it, it's like, eh, I downloaded it. I couldn't, like once a week, I'm like looking at it, right? Oh, okay. And, but the cool thing is like, it says, hey, let's model how some things you might do might affect your score. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at it, those are purely transactional or financial. Like you pay some things down, you open this, mm-hmm. you do that. But it's a it's a bounded set of actions and they're all commonly accepted as being rational. Like, look, you shouldn't have too much debt. Yep. Or look, you shouldn't have, or you should do this. Generally, people can agree on that. The version we're talking about, the dystopian version, is like, well, if you hadn't said all those things, or maybe if you had felt this way or thought this way, your credit score would go up. That's the really fucked up part of it, where you're like, you're all of a sudden, like, if you want to be more accepted, you'll get in line. Mm -hmm. And that's the new version of the credit tracker that really freaks me out. The other thing that freaks me out is thinking about Alipay. What was that number on Singles Day? $26.5 $26.5 billion one in one One promotional day. event. Yeah. That's the scope and scale that we're talking about. Yeah. We're not, I mean, we're talking about like a quarter for Amazon is a promotional event for Alibaba. I mean, that's how big it is. And if you can wave a hand or a wand and like make that kind of affect, I mean, it's, that's really frightening. But yes, and you both argued with me, but you both proved my point. On my, <laughs> which Isn't it my, great how we do that? Yeah, that's... that's just another day in the office. <laughs> the uh, uh, when I said what's the difference, you're like, oh, this is different. What I'm saying is, is that what that your Facebook login in my mind is more powerful and can do more damage than just having a single point of your social security number. Social security number doesn't tell me a lot about how I think, where I go, where I travel, what, it, who I'm logged into, what accounts do I own. Well, it doesn't in the U.S., but it does in China. That's and my I think point. That's well, the difference. And I so so your I think your point that I understand is that. Facebook today, the login might be actually more relevant than social security. If I'm going to do damage, yep. If I'm going to do damage, I don't want somebody's social security number. Yep. And this is me putting on my nefarious black hat. Yeah. I want their Facebook login. And that's that's essentially what's happening. And you can edit that core. (laughs) That is the core of what what is happening in China. And I think that brings up a bigger question now. So fast forward from what we were talking about in China over to the U.S. Bring today yep. and the whole Cambridge Analytica scandal, which you know how Zuckerberg Zuck said sorry, not seriously? sorry today. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. He, I know how I know he's sorry. He didn't wear a hoodie. He actually wore a button-down shirt. That's how you Ooh. know he means business. That, that That is still jeans and flip-flops, <laughs> exactly. probably. You know what, though? Yeah. No, no hoodie means I, 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 I got to take this shit down? seriously. Yeah. Probably. So Cambridge yeah. Analytica, for those of you who are not following it, I actually had to Google what did Cambridge Analytica do, and I'm still not 100% sure, even though I've read a lot on this topic. 
the best I can explain it, Cambridge Analytica is a consulting firm and a data firm, data science firm uh, that worked with the Trump campaign has worked with a number of different brands that they don't publicize, uh, but are largely credited with helping sway the election. They actually um, either purchased or were given the data to 276,000 Facebook accounts that were created by a professor in a separate application that they did not have access to or shouldn't have had access to data around. They then took that, modeled that, and created about 50 million accounts that they should not have had data access to and then used those allegedly in the election to uh, to sway some of the results. I don't even know what the hell I just said. Yeah, Is that a good I, thing or a bad thing? Did uh, they commit a crime? Did I, they I don't not? Know. Uh, so, so technically... so. It all depends on whether you read the terms of service, right? Like how many of us actually read the TOS? We click the box. We have no idea, right? You're like, I I just want to go and see if someone's birthday is today. Like if it was like, delete Facebook. I'm like, I can't. It's my birthday tracking mechanism. I might actually forget someone's birthday. Other than that, I'm not really using it for much. The reality is it's impossible to say, I think, with a straight face whether or not a crime was committed, if only because no one actually knows what the restraints are or even I, – I would I would wager if you were to go and ask that question, the average person on the street, you were stopping like, hey, I got 20 bucks. Can I have five minutes of your time? Tell me what happened with the Cambridge Analytica and tell me what the crime was. I think you would be hard-pressed to find someone who could explain it to you, right? And on top of it, a lot of savvy people who are a little bit more conspiratorial-minded might say, you know what? I actually heard the Obama campaign use Facebook data to win in 2012, yep. right? So to your point, it's a very murky thing. Well, if you're trying to win anything, and if you don't use the data that's available, you're dumb. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you sit on, in my opinion, right? Like nobody's won organically yeah. ever. Yeah. So yep. let's just get that out of the way right now. Um the, the other thing, you brought up the terms of service, which is something that we've talked about a lot in the, the age of legalities, touched on it with the ethics as a service and things like this. Like, where's the TOS reform? And that, that's probably like a different podcast. But I mean, where's the, the push for plain language, simple understanding of what's going on and, and stop talking in circles and giving yourself loopholes where the average person can't understand it? Right. Right. And I, I'm with you, man. It's like, I don't understand the crime that was committed because as far as I can tell... Well, technically, the crime that was committed, technically as I understand it, and I've actually Googled this myself, and who knows if it's a big Facebook Google conspiracy. And And I think technically it's not even a crime. But but, so apparently the original (laughs) 276,000 profiles were not supposed to be shared. Yep. Right, so That's it was exactly it was right. it was a it was like sort of a hacked file that someone got their hands on, and they used that to create the lookalike audiences that in turn created. Well, this a, college professor actually gave it to Cambridge Analytica. Yes. So, so you're they, saying so they're saying they just got the data. They thought they they had it. Either way, it's actually not a crime. You physically walk the papers down yeah. the hall. <laughs> so, but what <laughs> I think what I think is happening <laughs> is it's it's enlightened people, particularly That's regulators in the UK, to the fact. that, that this has been happening forever. This is Facebook's, to your point, business model. Like this, this is, is their what, damn business This is model. what they do. It's just that it went about it in a way that wasn't specifically under the terms of service, and half the population deems it to be nefarious as part of the outcome. And I think that's the big challenge. I would say the bigger question is, if you're getting upset about this, 
Like, where the hell have you been for the last five years as this company has become a juggernaut that's, and created a model that's solely based on but using people's data this way? We have, su- we have such, regardless if you're a supporter or not, you have to admit that we have a polarizing person in the office. Yeah. And one of the things that people did say is like, maybe something good will come of this. Maybe it's coming a lot of different ways, but maybe it's going to come in the fact that you actually have a deeper understanding of what it means when you give somebody your email address and you use their platform for free. Yeah. Because what we're talking about, you mentioned earlier, like it is a bank. Like we are talking about the internet. They have 51%. Like, you know what I mean? If you talk about what people use Facebook for, it is their main media consumption in a lot of parts of the world, mm-hmm. right? So Maybe that maybe that's the good that comes of it is that now you're more self-aware and it reminds me of I think I've said this on the podcast before but the steroid race with Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa yeah the sports writer when he said I'm more surprised that people are surprised yep that's the same way I feel about this Cambridge Analytica what the fuck excuse me I'm, I'm working on my swearing everybody uh, what did you think they were doing with all of that yeah. stuff sitting on the the digital mound of yourself well, and not yeah. not actualizing. So I'd like to also think that we live in a world where everyone sits around talking like, you know, we do and they're opining about like data this versus data that. The reality is I think people are like, "Hey, cool, it's free," right? And like, "Hey, you know what?" Like so I have this weird background in transportation and when we were working on the state highway 130 thing there's like my taxpayers already paid my tax dollars already paid for it. the reality it hadn't right your tax dollars hadn't paid for that highway they put tolls on it because it was net new and there was no financing for it or, so or demand but that's yeah. fair, <laughs> fair enough <laughs> yes exactly um, um and, and our editors already looking at like i can cross this whole section in the conversation <laughs> well, but the reality is people like they confuse like what they paid for versus what they haven't paid for. Mental accounting is a hard thing. And so people are like, well, you know, like it's getting paid for somehow. And I Facebook, like I'm valuable to them. You're being leveraged. So the question becomes not only like is freemium a thing with not only ads versus ad free, yeah. right? Like can you get like an ad free version of Facebook or Instagram? Could you get a data controlled version? Is that the new freemium model where you actually pay an extra $5 a month just so your data, that's yeah. where actually shit yeah. really becomes illegal when well, you paid for it. And, and the answer is that. no, because all the studies I've seen are that people will not pay for that because, and that, that completely torpedoes their model. So the only way to create a company like that in today's world, I believe, is either go the totalitarian government style, <laughs> right. which is, you know, demand that everyone use this one platform or you create, you create some sort of value that is mm. so easy and so free that you get billions and billions of eyeballs and you monetize that through data. And I think that that is the modern business model. And the challenge is that we as consumers either have to demand something completely different or we got to just shut up and take it because That's right. we signed up for it and we knew that all of this stuff was happening. And that, I just can't, I, I'm, I'm really struggling. I mean, I keep Googling it because I'm trying to figure out what happened and what was wrong. And every time I look at it, I'm just like, Oh yeah, what well, I thought that was just like called Thursday. But I know I agree, and I think it gets us to one of the things, and we got just a couple minutes left. Um, but it gets us to where does the onus lie on the individual and the consumer? Which is I like actually shut up and take it as so. the bumper sticker for the new age. It's like really <laughs> yeah. the, this is the calling card for so the new shut millennials. Shut outside of it. outside of opining and thinking about data and legislation and where the onus and responsibility lies on the all the moral bullshit. hazard and yeah. the slippery slope. Most people are thinking about the coolest thing that they've seen this week. So before we get out of here. Um, on the heels of uh, episode 21. This has been an awesome episode 20. It's good to be back in the room with you guys, man. But we got to talk about the coolest thing. 
I know oh. you're super excited. So I'm oh my god! Like oh, I was just so excited today. Now we're about Have to find out exactly how old James is. The trailer for the new Cobra Kai movie on YouTube Red. I mean, my god! Like, can you talk about the? I just so you've got Daniel Larusso facing off against his arch nemesis once again. I mean, whoever did this is a goddamn genius. Like they, they're managing to recontemporize. They didn't go and redo the Karate Kid, which is what the this generation yep. normally does. Right? They go and take an old movie and they remake it. But Tomb Raider, they yep. recently redid that, which got to be honest with like, if, like I, if, if I was Angelina Jolie, I'd be a little pissed. I'm like, yeah. that was not that long ago and you're redoing that. But the Cobra Kai movie, I'm just really super excited to see that. And on top of it, I'm glad to see YouTube Red is actually making some legitimate content. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, like flaky content anymore. So I was I was like, you know what? They, 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 they've really touched my heart with that. You know what so. they call that? A pre fanboy. You don't even know that's good. He's talking shit like you know it's good. But, I, it but, it's but just real quick, the data. Um, if you guys haven't listened to Business Wars, uh, mm. it, um, it's absolutely fantastic. One they do the blockbuster versus Netflix, and essentially they talk about how House of Cards was fill yep. was was made to fill a gap in the data that they saw, yep. which essentially is what this is in my that's mind. Exactly They're like, right. how old were most people? Are they in their peak earning years? How much time do they have at home? Oh, cool. Karate Kid was a hit. Yep. We should redo that. Sweep the leg. Let's super awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Sweep the data. My coolest up, thing man? that I saw, um, and it's kind of cool, kind of not cool. If I would have done it, not cool because I didn't. Um, for those of you who have kids, you know what Paw Patrol is. It is the thing that plays in my ear constantly. <laughs> and there's this damn song that I can't get out of my head. And I had to Google, how much are the dudes who made Paw Patrol worth? And they are each worth, there's two of them, $1.6 billion. Don't you love it? I got to get that Paw Patrol money. That's what I need. I need. I don't understand. Actually, I I I understand it. I do know. You create multiple characters that your kids fall in love with. You sell them each for $12.95, and then you get vehicles that also are $12.95. And then every six weeks, you introduce a new character. It's it's genius. We are of uh, similar age. Spaceballs. Yes. Do you remember what he said? Merchandising, merchandising, yes. mm-hmm. merchandising. That's the way you do it, man. That's that. That's pretty rad. Those those, those crew in the Yo Gabba Gabba, they created that out of their garage. I mean, they saw a need, right? Yep. We talk about innovation and disruption. Like kids shows suck. That's you the thing I don't understand <laughs> about the garage story. Like people, there's air conditioning inside your home. You can actually do it in the den. <laughs> you, you could do it just upstairs in the office. Got to focus. I don't understand. I really don't understand. Speaking of a garage, this room feels like a garage. Let's get out of here. Um, my coolest thing um, was on the heels of a, a terrifying thing. So uh, we live in Austin, Texas. Um, we love it very much. And we recently went through a serial bomber. Oh, God. Um, and out of the darkness, the light that I saw is kind of like that Mr. Rogers clip was, I saw a lot of people caring for each other, um, checking in on each other via text message, via Facebook, via Slack channels across companies. Um, hey, don't you live around the corner from there? Hey, are you okay? Blah, 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 at a, at a rate that I hadn't personally been involved with because mm-hmm. Austin hasn't felt something like that. It's something that I've felt from a distance. I used to live on the East Coast and things like that. Um, and on the West Coast, I have family where there's been natural disasters and some other unfortunate things, but in our backyard, watching people come together, checking on people at a, a sustained rate, pretty great. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. I want to do an end credits thing real quick. One of our friends and fans texted me. He's like, oh my God, you guys have a podcast? John, I'm throwing this out to you. If you're listening right now. Yeah, buddy. John R. 
John R. John R. Kansas City. <laughs> you are being recognized for your fanfare right now. Man, so. it's the four of us in this room. And if I a get a random text, friend in New York, and I'll guy. know he's listening again if he gets if I get a text, which is like, dude, I got it. End uh, of credits. I love it. Uh, so yeah, that's a great cool thing to end on, man. Uh, for your time, for your attention. For your subscription and your rating and you're telling your friends we thank Free, you. The freemium version for of all Cocktails of and Questions. That's right, man. We're having a blast. We're hoping you're having a blast too. Um, spring is here. We hope you're staying safe. Uh, hope you're having fun. Be good yourselves. Be good to one another. We will see you very soon. Until next time for the entire Cocktails and Questions crew, this is your friend Brandon Gredler. James Lanyon. Bye.